Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the FPL Renegades podcast. We're here recording on Tuesday, the 10th of November. My name is Drew, and as always, I'm joined by my good pal, Kirks. How are you, Kirks? Good. <laughs> so we're here anyway. It's uh, the very start of an international break, but no holidays for us because Kirks had to come into the studio and do a pod. I feel this is <laughs> going to be like a a counseling session for you. <laughs> I've got nothing else to do. It's like, do I want to sit at home watching TV or do I want to record a pod? It's like, I'll do the pod. And it's not even the pod. I'd say you just want to drown your sorrows, Kirks. But if you just sat in your kitchen drinking a big bag of cans, I don't think the missus would be too happy. I think I've gone beyond that now. Yeah. To the if point you, of uh, disbelief. If you like rang me or one of the other lads up and we're like, do you want to do a Zoom and have a few beers? We'd be like, what are you on about? It's Tuesday. <laughs> And we're not chicks. It's just not something you do. But you know you can just lure me in with a pod. It's like... Yeah, listen to me. I'm not even recording this. I'm just going to start talking to you now. That lad just loves the sound of his own voice. Let's get him in there. But yeah, I I was quite happy to do a two-week break and not look at FPL at all. But now that we're here, I'm looking forward to this. Um, we can look at the first eight game weeks of the season. What went right? What went wrong? How we're going to fix it all and answer all the questions. So, and look... Any excuse for a few beers on Tuesday? Because usually I'm like, uh, I don't really want to drink. I don't want to be slightly groggy on a Wednesday. But now we're here. It's always it's the best thing ever. I think it gets us through the week. Yeah, Imagine definitely. Tuesday's shit anyway, in general. And we're, I think we're pushing into the third week of lockdown. So, ah, you, that's flying in. It's more can, like the fifty third week. But anyway. Yeah, can you imagine we didn't work out technology and just said, right, we'll quit. I think we did quit the pod for the first lockdown, but there was no football after a while. So that's probably why it would have been very long three weeks if we weren't doing this. Like you said, it breaks up the week. It breaks it up even more for the listeners, Kirks. So oh, the enjoyment to get out of this. Yeah. So we're kind of like part-time essential workers. I won't say we're, <laughs> we're not full blown. We're not on the, we'll get the payment. We're not on the same level as the medical people or, anyone in kind of labs and oh, that. Right. But we're probably the exact same as people working in Tesco and those kind of essential workers providing that level of service. <laughs> what, 200 people? 50 people? I don't know. We don't mention numbers, Kirks. It's a lot more than that. you you got to keep an air of mystery. I actually have no idea. You could tell me it's a 1,000 or you could tell me it's four. It could be 12,000 for all you know. Exactly. But anyway, that's enough of that, Kirks. Let's start your counselling session. So come into my office and lie on my black couch and don't get any <laughs> ideas and we'll, uh, we'll talk you through FPL and what we can do about it. So we'll can start with our... Off you? Well, <laughs> can I buy one off you? I've used mine, but unlike you, I've, I'm quite happy with how mine's turned out. So I was having a little look before this pod just to find something to talk about and it's, it's gone swimmingly since the wild card. But this isn't about me. This is about you. So Swimmingly. Yeah. First of all, how did your game week eight go? And then we'll branch out and talk about your season as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> was that crying or laughing? I can't tell. <laughs> uh, game week was terrible again. Actually, I think I've got seven red arrows in a row. I, like if you tried to do it, I'm not sure you'd be able to at this stage. Um, I don't believe in bad luck as such, but it is funny to kind of look at it from that, that perspective, just to see like, oh, or... The world is against me, but um, as I was saying during the week, I think bad decisions breeds bad luck. So I am where I am out of my own <laughs> my own decisions. But uh, I made three transfers last week, and it's just 
I think it's just funny when you when you go through it. I brought in uh, Gabrielle, um, I brought in Wilson, and I brought in De Bruyne. All right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I can see where this is going already. <laughs> Wilson did his hamstring, and he's out potentially until the new year. Uh, De Bruyne missed a, a penalty, his first one in 12 or something. And Gabriel conceded three goals against Villa uh, after <laughs> us bigging up Arsenal as like the rock solid performance, defensive performance, five of the back, fucking stalwarts. So uh, yeah, that that's pretty much sums up my week. Um, add on top of that, uh, Trent is injured. He's out for another, I think, four weeks. Yeah. Uh, Foden didn't get a minute. No. Nope. Foden's got pulled off after fifty nine minutes. <laughs> Sounds fun for him, Grax. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, I brought in Son two weeks ago, Son. And uh, he was scored 11 points, 13 points, 18 points. I brought him in two points, <laughs> then three <laughs> points. Jesus. <laughs> like I said, I don't believe a bad luck. Like, it's obviously you can't be like, it, it's just a, decisions like lead to it. Like, I'm chasing and I'm making like crazy decisions taking hits and it's just piling up but like it is funny just to look at these kind of things and kind of go how could you how could you possibly do that but i've done it yeah i, I kind of disagree with you slightly i think there is a lot of bad luck in this game and i know you i know what you're saying you can kind of co- compound that with some of the decisions but i think you could play the game really really well and still be the victim of bad luck over those few weeks um, I, I think luck should even itself out a little bit Whereas, yeah, but it, it might take like it might even itself out over the season, but it could take two or uh, three could be, seasons or could be ten you know. years. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And yeah. maybe that's that's what it is, just the downside to the the lucky break. But maybe you've had a bit of luck, yeah, the last two seasons, and now it's kind of starting to balance out. But this is horrific. Yeah, I, I <laughs> as he takes his beer, I, uh, I I'm pretty sure it's it's a matter of live by the sword, die by the sword kind of thing, like attack an early start like a really strong start but the thing yes. is if that backfires it's a really really bad start so mm-hmm. where the last two three seasons it's like it's it's came off and like you're flying and you're in the top 10k and then you're then you're flying because you have all the right guys my wild card in game week three was completely wrong so i can't get out of it so I, every week i'm taking hits and trying to swap players around and chase shit but like it's gone like it's well gone like i was looking you're 3.8 million there's more people ahead of you than behind you in the game at the moment when are people that... who aren't playing fpl ahead of me <laughs> you know i don't know when that's ever happened that i've known someone who was like no matter how bad you're doing like you're 2 million you're like well i'm ahead of 5 million like forget that half of those people aren't playing or are kind of fake kind of teams set up to win monthly prize i don't think that's a thing anymore but people still set up those fake teams to, to get the highest score for the week. But like they're probably they're probably beating me. Yeah. But there has to be a certain number of them that are beating me because like there's obviously of the seven million teams, like how many of them are just ghosts or zombie teams or like your know, abandoned teams? Like, but there must be a percentage of them fucking trashing me. Yeah. And uh I, I I like to say that like the season is like just a big kind of collage of like little moments throughout the season. And like all of these little moments seem to be going against you. Like I think when you add them up, if you have more good ones oh. and more lucky ones, you'll have a fairly okay season. But like everything, even like you brought in Sun just to get some Spurs coverage and you didn't have Harry Kane. But like for 
85 minutes plus against West Brom, it was looking golden. And then all oh, of a yeah. sudden, <laughs> like that must have like smashed your rank as well. Yeah, that did. Because a lot of people had him captained. Mm. And uh, I, I would have actually been better off because I had Captain Son. So I would have gotten six points and Kane captains would have gotten four. It actually would have been like a net probably benefit. Yeah. And then time. he pops up, pops up in the 88 minute shit defending. Oh, God, it was awful. And uh, yeah, it breaks hearts. So not only are you picking the wrong players, your players are getting injured. They're getting pulled off, as you like to say, after 59 minutes. Um, they don't like it. Just everyone else's players seem to be getting these little bits of luck. Like I know off the top of my head, I had Kane as captain and I was watching that match just willing him on. And West Brom were really good. Like they were really, really yeah, solid right. and didn't look like conceding. And then I had a first time playing Thomas Susek, watching that match again. He, he barely had a kick all game. Didn't touch it. Yeah. One of the last minutes of the game. There he is in the box. Lovely finish. So like, what's that? That's 18 points from my captain. I got nine points from Susek. But that could have easily <laughs> been six points. Yep. So that's like, you know, a net 21 points from last minute goals out of nothing. It's not like West Ham were pound and Fulham or Tottenham were pound and West Ham. Like, I've had Sexual a overtones good... in this pod. Yeah, yeah big time. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you were expecting a few weeks off. Um, but yeah, like, I've had a fairly solid start, especially compared to last season. But like, a lot of it's luck. Like, I, I can probably count all these last minute and I know you pick players and they're there to play for 90 minutes but like Bruno getting hauls in the last minute and everything's gone my way at the minute so I kind of feel for you I um another good one was uh, Ryan Matt Ryan I think he played every game for Brighton for three years <laughs> and then he was dropped out of nowhere uh last week um for the lad some guy some Spanish keeper oh yeah um that was a bit weird and uh Mitchell's injured as well Oh, Greenwood was a good one. I had Greenwood uh, brought in, like he was flying last season. Looked like he was going to be like part of that three man attack. And like, you know, United are going to be back. United have been dreadful. And he's not even on the bench the last day. I was like, dear God. Is he still in your team? Is he no, gone? he's gone now. Okay. But I, two of the De Bruyne is in now, but sure. He decided he didn't want to put the goal, the free penalty. <laughs> Kick. You've lost control of your speech, Kirks. Just all gone. Anyway, all gone. I think okay. I'm playing a different game now. I've come to terms with it last week. I think this week compounded it. I just said, right, that's it. I'm playing a different game now to, to maybe four million other people. Like, yeah. The my value in terms of players, like I've lost so much money on like Trent is dropped in price. I've sold players who lost like 0.2 million and brought in players. Who are like 0.4 million more expensive. Like I'm I'm playing a different game now. I'm playing some sort of like championship version of this. But uh hey, we'll see how it goes. Ah, you seem relatively upbeat. And uh I'll give you a pep talk later on, but before that, I'll just talk about my team briefly, which I don't think oh, is gonna help you at all. But uh turn off. Oh, I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, like I said, uh things are going okay. It's not like they're going brilliantly, like I'm currently 355k, but the season that's in it, that looks like it's been a good start. It's yep. not a it's not a Kirk special. I was actually listening to our Stevens Day special yesterday, walking the dog, and uh, you were thirty four k on Stevens Day, but a few weeks before that, you were in the top one k. Yeah, so I, I think the people who have had that kind of start and no offense, probably aren't going to be there later on in the season. Like I think if you're doing really really well this season, yeah, there's a lot of people who burned burned chips. Yeah, 
you've been on all the right players at all the right times and they're probably not the players one would have expected to do well and you're probably not a big FPL nerd like the rest of us. There's one thing with this season though is that the amount of points that were available in the first eight game weeks um, with all the goals that went in, like there's yeah. more hat-tricks in the first eight weeks than there was maybe in entire seasons. I think mm. around three or four. Um, those points aren't available for the rest of the season. Like, and that's kind of why I'm writing off my season as in like I'm playing a different game now. I, I can't catch up because even that's if I hit the right players, they're not going to score the points that they did in the first eight weeks. So you have to be on those points to be, to be moving forward. Um, I try to close it up, but I mean, Matt, it's, it's a total chasing game. So are you telling me you're not going to win FPL this year? Can't win it this year. That's a great Actually. point, though. Like, those points are gone, and it's not like any other season where the points are gone. Those, like, mammoth kind of crazy, like you said, hat-trick points when it was just mayhem at the start of the season. We're not going to well, see yeah, that. Like, from top, top of the head, like, it's been sad out of hat-trick. Calvert-Lewin. Uh, Calvert-Lewin. Bamford. <laughs> it's loads. Um, um, there's more than that, like... Uh, I know yeah, we won't sit here. Watkins and Grealish them, had two and two. Yeah, Watkins had a hat trick against Poole. But uh, yeah, there was an un- unprecedented level of hat tricks. Yeah, and like you said, it's all tightened up now. Clean sheets are back in fashion, and we won't be able to get all those crazy points. But maybe the people that were playing that kind of game and getting a bit lucky won't get the clean sheet points. They won't be on the right captains. They might. Oh yeah, no, you won't. Them, loads of them will fall fall down, but like. There's going to be a huge chunk if we don't. Like, just plenty of good players who saw the the points in DCL and, and Spurs, and I've got them in, and they're not going to let it fall away. Yeah. They probably have a wild card to use now, and they can switch. Some people will make a vault of it, but I don't think most will. Yeah, I read a good thing on, I want to say maybe FPL Review or one of those sites, the one where you can calculate your your luck for the season. Oh yeah. Do you know what the massive data and the XG data yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff? And it said, don't quote me on this, I don't have the exact details, but it was saying kind of the average position of like a top manager. So I don't know how it measures that. And then it took people out of uh, FPL General's Elite 64 League. So 64 of the kind of best performing managers. And I think he had a thousand other managers. So a decent enough sample. And the average position of them at the minute is somewhere between 900k and a million. So people who take the game seriously, who usually perform quite well, are... You know, struggling. Yeah, more. I mean, we talked about it last year, but I think this is a, a different level to that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've turned into just a big FPL fish. Like last season, I was struggling and saying oh, all the good players are struggling, and now I'm doing okay. Maybe I'm just. I've gone over to the dark side. I'm just, just clicking yeah. buttons, Kirks. I refuse to uh, come out and just blame luck and bring out my luck rank and become a, a woolly. Yeah, I actually put my own team through that FPL review thing and I, I must have posted it on Twitter about once every month anyway, showing how unlucky I was. <laughs> and I'm like 355k now and it said my projected position should be about 900k. So I am the beneficiary of some good luck, but I'm not posting that on Twitter. No. You know, you're going to have to listen to the pod to find out that I've admitted to being lucky this season. <laughs> so let me talk about my week just very quickly. Because I don't want to depress you too much. So I got 80 points. Um, game week rank of 219k. So awesome, Kirks. A few weeks ago, I had a game week rank of about 8k. So I'm starting to have put some good weeks together. Um, just Harry Kane as my captain every week is just doing it for me. Even, you know, last week he only got one return. But like 12 points is so much better than 
for i know it sounds really obvious but even just for your uh morale uh just nicking a goal so harry kane got his 18 points bruno 17 points yeah. i moaned on the pod last week about how i desperately wanted to get rid of him and you really uh, did too because you were texting me that morning saying are you going to pull the trigger or not Oh, no, I really did. And I just want to point out to listeners, like when we, we, we kind of come on the pod and we talk things through, we're not trying to make decisions for you. And we're not like, it's on a Tuesday. So we're probably nowhere near making our own decisions. So like when I'm talking about wanting to get rid of Fernandez, that's, that's the first time I've kind of, it's thinking out loud, I guess. It doesn't mean I'm going to get rid of him. And I kind of was leaning towards a Bamiang. And just when I thought about it, I was like, what are you doing? Like he's put in no kind of shift all season. He's shown no form. Arsenal haven't been scoring goals. It's just pure, it's pure dreamland hoping to bring in Aubameyang and he gets a hat-trick. Yeah, well so caught. So I'm glad I kind of forgot about, not that I forgot, I just lost that idea. I was really, I was a lot closer to bringing in a City guy, Sterling or KDB. But then again, it's like they're playing Liverpool. They're playing the best team in the league. Why are you getting rid of Bruno against Everton? Even as bad as United have been, Everton are no, you know, yeah. they, they've it, kept it, one it, team. It depends two. who you're stopping, doesn't it? Because I was getting rid of Greenwood. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. And then I thought West Brom is next for United. And I think I would have been a lot more annoyed if Bruno did something and I got rid of him than I would if I kept him and Sterling or Aubameyang or someone did yeah. something. Yeah. The old, uh, that old chestnut. But like 17 points, I couldn't have dreamt of that, you know. He scored two goals pretty early in the first half, got an assist with the last kick of the game. Just, again, just went for me. Uh, Salah scored, Susek scored, Walker-Peters got nine points. Martinez got a clean sheet and goals, you know, 80 points. Um, I'm up to even, 350. Even seven on the bench. Yeah, that was my decision. Uh, Susek or Barkley. So I made the right decision, but in terms of that, because for some reason I was never going to drop one of my defenders. Like maybe, could you have no, dropped it's... Robertson? Seven million? Um, I, I, can't I did. Put a... I, I benched Trent. Oh, did like, you? I was just, yeah, because I was just thinking City were probably, I had City down to win that game and I just figured they will score. So why do I want Trent? Yeah, uh, I left Salah in and had the two city lads. But uh, yeah, no, I think Dallas. Obviously, I know it's hindsight, fantastic. But I did actually have Palace down to to do well in that game. So I think I would have had maybe. Then again, I wouldn't have had Villa down to do so well against Arsenal. No, probably right. Yeah, look, I can't moan. Eighty points, uh, up to three hundred and fifty-five k, and like I said, seems like a decent start. I'm on four hundred and ninety-one points, so. I'm just over 60 points a week, which is kind of where I want to be if I'm doing that whole projection thing where I'm going to win FPL. I think I need to be slightly <laughs> higher, but just the last four weeks have been great. Um, I'll just talk about my season so far very quickly and then we can move on and try and fix your season, Kirks, and your life. No, no, I'm not, not fixable. I, just, I think we should just make this dandy podcast going forward. In general, and it all came down to like you, you're saying you spunked your wild card and didn't go well. And usually, you, you do really well with your early wild card. Like, I played mine in game week five, and it was just so well timed now that I think about it. It wasn't, I didn't plan it before to do it that early. It was just, I had an average four weeks. Well, in fairness, you were going to do it the next week. Like, when you yeah. say that early, you mean that week or the week after. Yeah, but I don't want to say I sat down and scientifically like figured out, right, I'm going to bring in this here and that. It was just like, a, I'd had four average weeks and I was like, right, I need to revamp my team. It kind of shows you the the importance of an early wildcard sometimes because we we say it all the time. Like you could wait to game week 16 and get your team set up for those blanks. But like since I wildcarded, so I got 
it's a nice even symmetrical balance here because I had four weeks before it and four weeks after it. So I got 219 points in the first four game weeks. Since I wildcarded, I've got 280. That's quite a lot, like in four weeks. What's that, a 61-point difference? Who was um, the big swap? Like, who did you not have they brought It in? was all Spurs. It was all, And I kept, say, I kept saying it on the pod. This is half the reason why I was wildcarding then. I was going to bring in Kane and Son. I was going to captain one or other every week. And I got quite lucky that I fell on the side of Kane every week. And he's the one who's been nicking goals here and there. Um, Fucking boatload of assists as well. Well, you yeah. missed that one, but... I went from 2 million in game week four to 355k now. I brought in Kane and Son. They've got me 96 points in four weeks. And Intermountable. Yeah, it's all that. Like, And just these little bits of luck, like I said. like I, I've had Bruno and I kept him and... He's he's stealing points, so he is. He's just I think he's just a bit he's magical, I think. He's like a unicorn, Kirks. <laughs> he is like even when United aren't playing well and he's running around and he's flapping his arms and he's the only one pressing and he's getting really pissed off. And like, he could have got sent off the last day. He should have had about three or four yellow cards. But yeah. he just seems to nick points out of nothing. Yeah, he's not a stupid one to have in there. Like it's not like you have Fernandez and people are going, What are you doing? Like he's the penalty taker. He's he's pretty much guaranteed starter out of the midfield. Like it's it's a good choice. I think we had him on our list at the start of the season and you've stuck with him and it's paid off. He's had two hundred points at the start of the season. And like as bad as United have been, and I don't think he's been amazing, he's he he could get there. Um I've been a little bit lucky. City haven't fired at all, and I haven't owned a city player all season. So that could have hit me like yeah. if they showed any kind of like eight game weeks in and City haven't really punished me. I, that, I think that's a little bit lucky. Um, yeah, De Bruyne was out for a couple of games. Yeah, true. Aguero's been out. Aguero's out. Jesus has been Jesus out. out. Yeah. The defence hasn't been out. The out, yeah. The last few weeks. So that's kind of fell in my favour. Um, do you know? Yeah, I, won't, I could, could talk all day about my team and things have gone right. And You're real chuffed, aren't you? And bullets I've dodged. I'm not, but uh, I kind of yeah, think you're chuffed. <laughs> no, I think when you're talking about things like this, it might help people going forward. So, like when I say I had an average four weeks, but I've turned it around with a wild card in four weeks, like two players from the one team has pretty much shot me up. So, like going forwards, like people could get a city double up in, they could get a United double up, maybe a Liverpool double up. Do you know, eat something like two players catching form for three or four game weeks can have a, a massive effect on your team. I'm just trying to boost people's FPL morales, Kirks. What I'm taking away from this is just like early wildcard good, too early wildcard bad. Yeah. Do you think some of your uh, well-known vendettas against teams has come back to haunt you this season? Namely um, Everton and Villa. Like, I know, like people did hop on them quite early and you probably have none other players, do you? No, no, I did. I wildcarded in um, Everton players. I had them. Who do I have? Richarlison. Yeah, you brought you brought in the most hipster of all the Everton players. It's like, it's like I, <laughs> he I was need, doing. He was doing fine. He got, I I got eight points off him that week in some of these points, but I'm not quite willing to commit to Everton in general. He got twelve points against West Brom, and he got eight points against Crystal Palace. Three assists and a goal. Like he was fine, um, but he got injured or sent off. He got actually he got sent off he and injured. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, what can you do? Uh, yeah, maybe. I see. I just still don't think Spurs are playing that well, and that's what makes it really hard to bring them in. Like, well, you've missed that are, boat are, now. I know, but they were light, like dynamite together. But the team overall, I, you're watching them and you're kind of going, like the Burnley game, the West Brom game, um, I did the United game was a complete just off the wall, never happened again kind of game. So it was very hard to look look at that and kind of go, I have to have these guys in. But they just kept pulling out of the bag. Like 
what was it, kind of four assists on how many goals? Just yeah. didn't see that coming. I don't You're know how you could though. have seen it coming. They haven't really, bar, they tore United apart and they tore Southampton apart, but they've looked dreadful in some of those well, games. West Brom are the worst team in the league at the moment. I couldn't even name you like six other players. Like They're just expected points, expected goals, everything. They're just poor. And like yeah. they look good against Spurs. They looked so solid. They looked really, they, really they, tight. They were on top for the first hour. And I I was watching a bit of it and I, I, just, I went away. I was just watching it in a real negative way. You know, when you're like watching something, you want someone not to do something. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'm not watching this. This is miserable. So uh, I came back and I saw the Kane goal. I was like, oh, no. Um, but yeah, they're like fucking Thomas the Tank Engine or something. Spurs just like huffing and puffing, not going anywhere. Um. Again, you say against about the other teams. I'm kind of going into a season review now, but uh, Everton have gone completely off the rails. They've been playing terrible now. The last two games, they got beaten by Newcastle and uh, what was the other result? But just lost that kind of swagger they had in the in the first four game weeks. Can we give and them it's very hard though? Like Dina got sent off, Richarlison got sent off, Hamez got injured, James Coleman got injured. I think there's. You can make excuses for them. Whereas... But they, they, most of them were back against United and they were dreadful. Like, really bad. Like, Yeah. Colvin was did... back. Dino was back. Uh, James Rodriguez is back. So they're only missing Charleston. Yeah, but he's the big one, Kirk. Because I read a stat that Ancelotti has never won a game that Richarlison has missed for any club. Not That's just Everton. That's why I Not just him. Everton, Kirk. <laughs> That's why he was in my team. Critical. Um, yeah. It comes up then, in the questions whether Everton can come back now that he's back. So, but yeah, uh, I actually I wouldn't mind him in my team, but I don't know if I can. I don't transfer to spare these days. Uh, what was like your you team? Said, mentioned Villa. Yeah, they're Villa a weird one as well, aren't they? They were like they got hammered the last two games, and then out of nowhere, smash Arsenal, and Arsenal were dreadful. <laughs> it's like we were like bigging them up last week, like really solid defensive five to back. Can they can they go forward and like turn into an attacking performance? Turns out they can't attack, and now they can't defend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, and uh, I think the team that's impressed me most, and I haven't really been too involved in the FPL wise, is Chelsea. In the last four or five game weeks, they've kind of turned it around, and since uh, the goalies come in, they've had a few clean sheets. Their attacking players are starting to kind of play together and like find some sort of form. I think I think they're going to be not sneaky because it's like Chelsea and they spent like 8 billion on attacking players but yeah. I don't know I think they, they could push Liverpool and City if they keep keep up that kind of form. I don't know if they have a chance to win the league but they're definitely going to be top 4 I'd say. Um ah, that's not a yeah. bold statement now Kirk they were top 4 last season. I know but I think we said at the start of the season they the top 4 and I think we had Chelsea in there. And we were saying could Everton maybe challenge that on the form at the start of the season and now fucking uh, Spurs fans Jesus they're not as bad as Villa fans um, they're going to win the league now objection Kirk's objection not even close <laughs> it's not even close Spurs in my experience exaggeration I, I, I only know a couple of Spurs fans and I know a couple of Villa fans so I'm basing it on Twitter and on Twitter Spurs fans especially since Mourinho took over are quite pessimistic even when they're they've been winning games the next game they're like I seen a load of them on Twitter uh, warning that this West Brom game was going to be horrible. They were going to struggle to win. Kane and Son weren't getting any kind of hauls. And they turned out to be right. Whereas Villa yeah. fans are still, they just can't help themselves. Seen... <laughs> I know. In fairness, that was a bit of a low, low blow. I, 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 yeah, I accept that. Right. So we don't really have any plans for this pod. Like it's all, 
talk about our weeks, talk about the season. Is there anyone else you want to talk about before we move on to questions already? Hello, we've probably been recording for about two hours. It's 40 minutes. Okay. <laughs> it's just we didn't pause in the middle this time, that's all. From an FPL um, point of view, is there anything else? Like, City haven't got going, but in the questions... Yeah, look. I was just going to say, like, going forward, like, who do we think uh, we should be on? I mean, are City about to, to kick off? Like, yes. Villa have, have a great run of fixtures. Are they going to do anything with those good fixtures, or are they actually just going to be random regardless? Um, West Ham's fixtures improve. I like them, but Antonio's injured. Uh, Leeds fixtures go down to Swanee. Um... I don't know. I, I'm, there's a few games in there I really like, um, but I'm kind of stacking up on City players at the moment because I figured if I'm going to get out of this, I'm going to be on them first. So, Kirks, we've talked about our own first eight game weeks. We've had a rough look at all the other, you know, we've had a bit of a summary of the first eight What's game weeks. Going on? It's all in the past. What we need to know is what are we going to do in the future to climb those ranks? Have you any, like, it's hard to know now because it's two weeks until the next game week, really, or a week and a half. Yeah. Uh, have you any plans for the next two, three game weeks that are going to shoot you up above all those uh, phantom managers that are ahead of you? Unfortunately, no. I actually am just firefighting. I have to get rid of a few lads now who are injured um, or are not playing and stuff. So I was just going to wait until the after the international break and get an update on Trent's injury, Wilson's injury, Mitchell's injury. I just see which one. I can swap out for the for the biggest improvement. Um, I made a small list of players that I was looking at, and uh, Grealish, Watkins, uh, Antonio, Suchek, um, Diaz, Kilman. I think that was my kind of pick list. <laughs> so depending if I lose a Trent or if I lose Son, is another one on my chopping block, or Wilson. Kirk, what the fuck is three. a pick list? My hit list is it? What did I say? You said a pick list. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pick from that list. <laughs> it makes sense, but I've never heard that term before. And I yeah. don't like it. I'm just trying to read stuff and talk at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd like to get rid of Sun, but I, I don't think I can. I think I'm just going to have to keep him and uh, get rid of Wilson or Trent because they're injured. Uh, probably Wilson looks like he's out longer. So I'd say Wilson to Antonio or Watkins is probably my move. Okay. Um, and are you... I know you talked about it a bit there. Have you any kind of weird Kirk's kind of plans to try and get out of the three millions? Like, is there anything weird? Although in Kirk's, Kirk's moves have kind of got you into the three millions. So maybe it's not a wise move. Uh, no, the only thing I'm doing now is I'm not taking any more hits. Even if I don't climb, I'm just not taking any more hits. Like I have a rule, like I don't take hits. And yeah. I've been panicking like a motherfucker this season. And I've taken two or three already. And I was like, none of them ever pay off. Like when you take a minus four, the guy has to like get a goal assist, a clean sheet to even just cancel that out. So no more hits. But if you judge that over three or four game, maybe you should view your kind of make your hits differently. Like if you bring a guy in for a minus four and you think he's going to repay it over three to four game weeks instead of one, it might be a good move. It's not working, Andy. <laughs> if I bring someone in, he's probably going to get injured. So um, yeah, one transfer a week. I'm going to actually bring in players I don't like. So I'm going to bring in like Grealish, Watkins. Try and jinx them like. Yeah, Tottenham players. Just see what happens. See if it, see if it, like there's a, a counter look thing comes in like where I don't want them to do well and then they do really well. 
Cool. Now I'm going to give you that my little pep talk that I alluded to earlier. It's not, <laughs> it's not, don't worry. It's not like, it's not going to be like Al Pacino on any given Sunday. If or, it's like anything Willie would say, I'm just going to hang up on you. I haven't put any thought into this, sir. But after 16 or 18 game weeks last season, I was 2.8 million. So, but I'm very uh, methodical. I'm very, I'm kind of cold cracks. I'm like the Terminator playing FPL. Like I won't get too emotional. Um, this is the point know. where you're meant to laugh or slag me or else I just look like a dick calling myself <laughs> a Terminator of FPL. I was going to say, sure, sure you do. You're ice All right. cold. All right, Arnie. But like I did just keep plugging away, making, you know, not meta moves, but just kind of slow and steady. I didn't lose the rag or start doing anything silly. I played ABC FPL till the end of the year. And like, oh, no, I won't do that. I No, but I'm telling you, maybe you should. I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling you. It's not too late or you shouldn't lose hope. So as 2.8 million after 16 game weeks, I finished 300K. And like, I keep boasting about that every week, but it probably is my greatest FPL achievement. Just oh. from where I was. And that's doing nothing crazy. And Kirk, I just like to remind new listeners, I have four top 5K finishes. It's not like 300K is like... Yeah, there's no new listeners this week. They're the same guys and they know exactly because you say it every four they, they all they, it's probably like at a wedding where they uh you know you're betting on how many times people will say thank you for the speeches it's like how many times will drew mentions <laughs> top four k's it's like take a drink take a drink lads you won the money um no i probably won't follow the rules exactly but i will have to reel it in a little bit with the hits and the the decisions but ah, still going to throw in the odd one i was very tempted to bring in niketia but then it's like no arsenal shit i do think uh like a it's going to be dropped I think he will play but yeah. I just if they're more attacking and I thought he's going to get dropped I might do it but I, I can't do it on their current um, form yeah, but, but yeah, Kirk, stuff, stuff like that my point wasn't that I have four top 5k finishes it was, oh sorry I missed the point so what was it it was that I'm having a <laughs> horrific start last season I'm playing ABC FPL I think you just naturally will get ahead of people using your chips correctly uh, variance will kind of swing your way a little bit Um I just think it's time to experiment, Andy. 300k. I'm just worried. I'm just worried about you, Kirk. Because I think you're 3.8 million, and the way you play the game could just completely compound that. You might come last. <laughs> That'd be really impressive. Imagine the game last. <laughs> there should be a price for that. Although, without, without taking hits, come last. Yeah. So, uh, my plans for the future, not even game week nine, because. I'm I'm really well set up. Uh, I've had two transfers since game week five. So since I'm wildcarded, I've been rolling the transfer. And it's just, it's really nice having two and just using one every week because I'll never burn one. Like, and even last week, I just, I got rid of Mitchell for Kilman. And it kind of. Yeah, that's me. a really nice place to be though. Like, yeah, I'd love to make that sub, but it's probably four to fifth on my list of subs to do. Yeah, it kind of killed me a little bit because it's really passive. Uh, it's not a proactive way of playing the game. And maybe that's why I was pretending I was going to get rid of Bruno and like bring in Aubameyang. Because I do like the idea of, you know, we're the renegades, do the something move, a bit, yeah. bit crazy. And like that really hauls. And like you do see it on Twitter, people who do stuff like that and they make a 30 point swing. And it's like, yeah, but that's probably like less than 0.1% of in people in the game. Yeah, so no, that's a great place to be. I'd love to be in that position, like where you've got all the right players and you're using your subs to like get rid of a Mitchell or get rid of your sub keeper or something like that's fucking yeah. that's the best place to be. The top of my list for people to bring in are even though they they're not on the end of one of these big fixture things like City or 
even Liverpool's fixtures turn lovely in, I think, game week nine or ten. Chelsea, I've just been really impressed with them. And the likes of their defence are really solid. Ziyech looked like a wizard the last day. Um, good. I think Timo Werner is, he's not punching above his weight, but like, I think people gave him a bit of a hard time, you know, moving from a new league and he had a bit of a slow start, but he's, he's really got, he's motor. still not playing brilliantly, but he has a, he's a good finisher. Like he, if he gets a chance, like or penalty, he's, he's pretty lethal, but yeah, he's and he playing looks, brilliantly. Yeah. But Tammy's playing ahead of him in the number nine position. So he is out on the left. Uh, I think Ziyech has helped him a lot because He's playing wide right and he's got great vision. He's got a wand of a left. Yeah, and like he diagonal. can see that. Yeah, he can see that run in behind that he's making. And like you said, he's a great finisher. So Chelsea, near the top of my list, Man City. It comes up in the questions, but like I want three Man City players. Um, Cancelo, I think, has been brilliant. Yeah. Did he start the last game? He started the last four. And back. Yeah, and he's a midfield for one. He's just... There's there's halls there, like because you say it all the time. City are probably most likely to keep clean sheets, but attacking wise, he just looks really impressive. Uh, I think Mendy's done. Zinchenko is not a left back. It's his position to lose. Um, we haven't really. We'll mention. We'll talk again in the questions. We haven't really mentioned Leicester league leaders. I think their fixtures aren't terrible, but is it Vardy or Justin or nobody really? Yeah, I have Justin. He's he's doing well for me. Um. Barnes, I thought, was a good option, then he was dropped. But I guess he'll be back in. There's just like a, a, a rest. Um, but yeah, I suppose Vardy would be my next choice if you had to pick one. I have that, like, Justin's your defensive cover and a few, maybe an attack and return. Um, I don't really fancy anybody else. I'd say it'd be Justin, Vardy, then Barnes. Yeah, the Wolves boys are gone. Their fixtures are bad. Southampton are punching above their weight. But, like, without Danny Ings... Um, I think the last day Newcastle were absolutely one of the worst performances of the season and the, the least amount of goal thread I've ever seen in my life. Maybe and then, because I, probably because I brought Wilson in. But um, yeah, the Samton won't have it that easy uh, again. And like I keep saying, questions, questions, questions. We'll cover a lot of it. But we have to mention Villa. Like Villa have probably the nicest run of fixtures other than City coming up. And uh, I'm going to get someone in to cover it. But I still don't trust them, but I have to can't ignore the points. Grealish, Watkins, um, Barkley, maybe, but I think between the two, Watkins and Grealish, if that's a potential haul there. Big time. So without further ado, Garks, let's move on to my favorite time of the show. It's and time, uh, it's time, it's question time. Yeah, Willie put so much passion into it last week. It's the only good thing that he did last week. And uh yeah, I don't have it in my locker. I don't think I could scream like Big Man Vader or whatever that wrestler was called. <laughs> Big Man Vader. <sighs> but yeah, we'll move on I'm to the questions. It. And uh, well, you kind of did the most uh, low-key version of it of all time there. But... Uh, yeah, Small Man Vader. Be grand. <laughs> so yeah, number one comes in from FPL Lion's Head. Uh, I don't think they've ever asked a question before. So and nobody of the show. Uh Forgive me if I'm wrong, but the name and the logo don't look familiar, but welcome. So I need a captain for game week nine. Don't we all? Yep. The captain options I have, Salah, Kane, is not an option. I beg to differ on Salah, but I have two free transfers. So who do I consider? So Kirk's looking for a, a captain in game week nine. Anyone uh, catch your eye? 
I'm actually thinking about captain De Bruyne against Tottenham away. You and uh, your vendettas. You don't like Spurs, Villa, or Everton, and here you are about to captain someone away to Spurs. <laughs> I just think they'll beat them. Um, De Bruyne, Werner was the other one, and I have a transfer which potentially could bring in somebody I could I could uh, captain for one week. But I wouldn't be put off by Salas. Like Liverpool at home against Leicester is not a that could be a free scoring game. Um, I think Vernon is probably my safe option. Uh, I have a Chelsea, Chelsea forward, Newcastle away. Newcastle were, were shocking. I have a little doubt in my mind whether Vernon could be dropped with Pulisic coming back, whether he just gives him a game off or plays him in Europe and drops him. Just not 100%. But uh, I wouldn't have any problem with Salah at home. You need a penalty. Like, that's very likely. Yeah. Harry Kane, I wouldn't be captain against City. So I agree with you there, Lions. I can't remember the guy's name, Lion's Head or Lion's Gate. Um, my screen is frozen, Kirk, so I can't even go back and check, I won't lie. Real but professional. Welcome to the pod, Mr. Lion. <laughs> but uh, I had a look at it, Kirk's, and uh, so my few options that I picked out are, like you, Chelsea against Newcastle. So I was looking at a Werner or a Ziyech. Uh, I've just fallen in love with Ziyech based on the last performance. Now, whether he can keep that up or not. Is so I, well, I'd sidetrack it to say, is, is he an FPL player? Like, is he going to be on the assists all the time? Do you reckon? How yes. many is he going to get? 15 of them? Maybe more. I, I've i never seen anyone put in as wicked a, a delivery as him. No, I, it's really impressive. And like, I think we said it the week before, last week on the pod, like, he just looks real calm and collected. And it's variety like, as well. Like, so he's taken fairly solid corner kicks, free kicks. But then the other day, they played the short corner back to him and he whipped it into the back post and it bounced off Chilwell and in. Um, he set up Werner last week that diagonal ball like you said he, he's got great vision and he hasn't even started shooting yet I had a good look at him pre-season and he's like you Kirks you at five aside is Werner in real life not Werner Ziyech in real life <laughs> he gets the ball he looks up and he shoots look if you don't try you can't score and I haven't really seen that and he has this really weird kind of shot it's, there's a weird trajectory on it like he just goes kind of really high than low, if that makes any, not high than low. It kind of bounces in front of the keeper. It's just really, he awkward. had this way of striking the ball for Ajax and it was really awkward. And I thought Kepa is going to hate him in training. <laughs> <laughs> he probably does. Yeah, I know, I like anyway, that, yeah. It could Newcastle, be price. Yeah, eight, 8.1. I, d- I think he's going to be gold. I think he's, um, his delivery is just, it's an equalizer. I think they're going to, they look like they're going to bully smaller teams and against the bigger teams, I think if they're tight games, him whipping a ball into Zuma or Thiago Silva. Did he not play central for, for Ajax? He did a bit, yeah. I would love to see him in the middle with, um, now this is a very attacking lineup, but I'd love to see him in the middle with Mount and Kante. So three-man midfield, Mount and Zaj behind, Pulisic, Werner and someone like Adoy. Like You'd rip teams apart if they had the ball. Yeah. Anyway, Newcastle. Home defensive stats haven't been great. They've conceded nine goals in four games. It's the second worst. They lost 3-0 at home to Brighton, 4-1 at home to United. They're just, they're there for the taking. And I think, like I said, I think Chelsea are going to tear teams apart. I think it's a bit different to seasons gone by. They've so many weapons in attack. And like, when your normal kind of in open play 
tactics aren't working. You can just put a corner onto Zuma's head who can't miss these days. Like they've just, <laughs> they've loads of they're options. Actually, they're great because um, all the players they have up front are very different as well. Like if they're not working, they just can swap it around. Like somebody can run at the defense, somebody runs in behind, someone with like great skill, someone with great crossing. Like it just seems to be every one of them has a little different. Yeah, kind of I agree with that. So yeah, Newcastle, they've conceded 63 shots in all their home games. That's the worst in the league. They've conceded 36 shots in the box. That's the third worst. Chelsea away from home, they've scored 11 goals in four games. That's the second best. And like you said, they've just a mix of everything. I think they've like pace. They've power. I'm going to use the good old RT word. They've guile. Do you know what they do? They've like Werner. They've Hudson-Odoi. They've Pulisic. They've like pace. They've power. They've the centre-halves coming up for corners and free kicks who are going to score goals. And then a bit of guile, like the likes of Jorginho. Um, there's guys in midfield who can see a pass. See, yes, you know, they can unlock defence. They have everything, I think. Yeah, they do have good mix. I think it's interesting though to see who he plays or if he starts fecking around trying to fit people in, like playing Werner left and Tammy up front. Yeah. And Pulis- Pulisic is on the bench and trying to squeeze a lad into midfield and then dropping Kante when he should be playing. It's, that's the kind of messing around that might hurt them. Um, but yeah, definitely of all the all the You're teams. right, Karks. They have everything except probably not a good manager. <laughs> He's doing okay. But, He's uh, the guy that can fuck it all up for them. Uh, moving on to the next game who I would consider captaining people and I'm shocked but like Villa against Brighton uh, Villa at home have scored 11 goals that's the second best they've uh, 13 big chances at home that's the second best and their XG at home is 7.12 it's fifth best so at home they're performing quite well Jack Grealish in two of his four games at home he's 24 and 15 point hauls I wouldn't captain Watkins. I wouldn't captain anyone else for Villa, but I'd be quite tempted to captain Grealish. Is that crazy? No, not at all. I actually, I, I, I picked out this game maybe five weeks ago. You did? And I said, The I'm acid really looking, test. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this game because I think it's, I like Brighton and I have two players. I, I thought they'd be doing a lot better. They should be doing a lot better. But uh, I, I think it's, um, it's a good matchup. I'm still looking forward to it. And like Villa... Villa have looked like world beaters against Liverpool and Arsenal and teams that might come at them. Brighton will give it a go and they leave space in behind. Yeah, I think Brighton will have the ball though. Um, I, I yeah, I, I just think it's a really interesting game. Uh, I think Brighton could beat them. Like I, you know, I wouldn't be. I don't know if I'd captain. I think having a Villa player is maybe cover enough for me in that game. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd captain. That's fair enough. And just to be. Sure, like the only person I would even consider captaining is Grealish. I wouldn't go Barkley or Watkins or anyone else. Um, yeah, that makes that, sense. I mean, if, be... you go, if, if they get a goal, it's probably going to be an assist by Grealish or something. So if they go mad, then he's probably get a, a goal and assist, whatever. That would be crazy. And then the last game I'd be looking at is, uh, I think a lot of people are targeting it. Man United against West Brom. Um, maybe a spanner in the works because West Brom looked a little bit more solid against Spurs, but they were at home. Spurs, like you said, can be a bit disjointed sometimes. Yeah, but, but uh, West Brom, yeah, have conceded 17 goals. It's the worst in the league. Their expected goals conceded is 15.02, the worst in the league. Man United are capable of ripping them to shreds, but all of their good form and all of the points halls have come away from home. Like Bruno's ripping it up away just... 
is there a big difference between home and away in these days when there's no crowds? Maybe not, but just the stats say that United are so much better away. But I think the likes of a Bruno, a Rashford, a Martial, you could easily captain one of them at home to West Brom. I think if you have a Rashford or Martial, you're probably in the smaller percentages of ownership. Yeah. So by having them again, you're probably on a slight differential. Fernandez is probably owned by enough players that maybe he probably is worth considering captain as in like... Mm. I mean, if I don't have him, so if I had a United player, I'd be kind of thinking, right, this guy's pretty low owned. I'm not going to bother captain him. Yeah. But Fernandez, I think you'd have to consider it. Cool. And then the last thing I thought was Salah or Mane. If you've either of them home to Leicester, I'd captain either of them in a heartbeat, to be honest. Yeah, I have no problem. I think I'm going Werner Salah with De Bruyne as my. Yeah, it's not the best fixture on paper, but like Salah has been super consistent on penalties. I think, I think Mane has been great this season. Um, it's like he dropped off a little bit last two or three games compared to maybe what he was at the first five. Yeah. But I think the focus has just been on how well Jota has been playing. It's probably maybe taking the, the limelight off the two boys. So question number two comes in from Slim Shady, Kirks. Slim Shady, y'all. Uh, Don't do it. Third question, you say this every week, third question in a row. So we're going to bump them up to an acquaintance of the show. <laughs> um, it's just a touch, I think, that our pod has ahead of other pods, Kirks. We know our listeners and our askers of questions. A friend ladder. Uh, he's not a friend yet. You can't just bump him up to friends straight away. But Friendship ladder. Slim, you're an acquaintance of the show and we appreciate your questions. So Kane and Son out for Bruno and Werner. Okay, sorry, I'm going to have to use better grammar here. So he's getting rid of Kane and Son for Bruno and then one of Werner, Jesus or Vardy. Which is the best option of these three? So Son's going to Bruno. Who's Kane going to Kirks? Werner, Jesus or Vardy? Hmm. I think I'd rather be on Vardy given the, the option. Like Werner is a fine choice. I think he's Vardy a fine is man. fine choice. But uh, I think Werner is a little bit of a rotation risk when Pulisic and all the boys are fit. I think Vardy is just guaranteed and he's a penalty taker. And they got good fixtures. Cool. Seems fair enough. Uh, had a little bit of a, a dive into this. Um, Jesus. Well, one of us has for to. A man who, for a man who wasn't going to do a pod, like, you've done an awful lot of reading. Well, do you remember when I texted you and said I'm going to be 15 minutes late? Yeah. But you can get a lot done in 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm tired of taking a dump. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I did that as well. So uh, if we look at it, right, Werner has four goals and two assists this season. Jesus has two goals, but he's only played two games. So he's one goal per 90 minutes played. Like Vardy, has, back. Vardy has eight goals and two assists. Like that's relentless, even though he, ha- he hasn't played well. He doesn't um, need to play well. So I think it depends on what kind of person you are. So like, there's like Kirk saying, Vardy is completely nailed on. He's owned by 21%. His fixtures, he's playing Liverpool, Fulham, Sheffield United, Brighton, Everton. Not bad at all. He's he's nice and steady. He's a real vanilla pick. Um, you could get Werner in, who's really fine in form in the Premier League. He's 24% owned, so he's quite highly owned. He's playing Newcastle, Tottenham, Leeds, Everton, Wolves. Fine, not, not too bad. But like, Jesus is the he's the maverick pick, isn't he? He's the one that's going to shoot you up the rankings, or you're going to just get stuck in quicksand. He's owned by 0.9 percent. He's played two games. Uh, He scored a lovely goal against. Did he mean it against Liverpool? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, just a real striker, like just get the ball in the back of the net kind of finish. But the the turn, did he mean that? I thought he did. Like that Barkamp one against Newcastle, did he mean that? <laughs> With the best goal in Premiership history. Yes. Yeah. So Jesus plays Tottenham, grand. But then Burnley at home, Fulham at home, West Brom at home and the next four. Yeah. I know you're saying Aguero is a bit of a risk, but like Jesus has the shirt at the minute. He has the fitness. Aguero's coming back from another injury. Like, could he get injured again? Is he going to be straight into first choice? I love the Jesus pick, to be honest. I like it as well. Uh, I don't know if it's the right pick, though. I mean, I'd rather have De Bruyne, Foden, and Sterling, or even yeah. the Sterling, De Bruyne, uh, Cancelo, or Diaz. I don't know if I wanted to risk it on um, Jesus when you got other options. Like even like DCL has like three nice fixtures coming up. Uh, you got Leicester's nice fixtures. Um, I just don't know if this the striker spot is the one to be. Yeah, I think Chelsea are going to beat Newcastle quite comfortably. So is there a a chance that Slim could go Kane to Werner for Newcastle and well, then like switch? Chelsea, I think. Oh, and I'm so anti Tottenham right now. I can't help it. But I think Chelsea will beat Newcastle or the Spurs and Leeds as well. Yeah. Um, maybe the Everton game might be the Wolves game would be tough to probably low scoring yeah I don't know I don't think Chelsea's fixtures are amazing but uh... see I think Chelsea are going to beat a lot of the poorer teams I think I've just seen enough the last few weeks that they just have but it's a weird mix of teams they have coming up like Newcastle will beat Newcastle or Spurs 50-50 whatever I think Leeds, they'll be Leeds. Leeds they'll be beat but then Everton Wolves and West Ham they're not they're like mid-table games like that they I don't know I wouldn't be saying they'll win all three of them yeah and I would much prefer Werner playing through the middle he is on penalties and like you said I think Vardy is the safe option I'm somewhere between Werner and Jesus like if it was me and I could spare the transfer I'd probably get in Werner for Newcastle then I'd ship him out I'd actually I'd see the lay of the land I'd have a look and see I to be honest I don't know if Brazil are playing in the international break or Jesus is heading off but I'd, I'd have a look and see if it looks like Aguero is back or if he's going to get minutes I heard something he's going to be back after the international but like you said he's not going to be fully fit and surely Jesus is ahead of him for the first game at least yeah just like if you could get him in for Burnley Fulham and West Brom at home he'd be my he'd be my guy they're three great games aren't they and then so Hampton away Newcastle at home I mean yeah City are going to pound some of those teams we have, we have the right player who is it? Is Sterling going to get his hat-trick? <laughs> he, he has to get a hat-trick at some point. Right, next question comes in from... And look, I said it at the start of the podcast, we talk through the issues. We're not necessarily going to tell you 100% pick this guy. We've hopefully given you enough info to... No, we don't want to be responsible for that kind of... Decide yourself. Shit. Pick Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question comes in from Nuclear Atoms. Ah, he's, he's on a par with Slim Shady. I think that is the third week in a row asking the question. So a new acquaintance of the show. Kirk, you'll like him. His avatar is Spider-Man. You love all that shit. Have you said this before? I can't remember his name. and I'm pretty sure I remember you saying something about Spider-Man. Yeah, I just know you like Spider-Man. I got to keep you happy. <laughs> so uh, he's, he's one of the worst superheroes, but I can imagine you like him. I have no opinion. He's just a bit creepy. <laughs> Oh. It's a creepy superhero crawling up the outside of your apartment building. Yeah, shooting sperm at you like. 
whatever whatever it is in his hands i don't know i've never really been into superheroes so i don't other than batman but and um, the hulk yeah so nuclear adams asks man city attacker defense from which side will i get consistent point returns and he's put up two screenshots here kirks you're gonna do real fancy now and share the screen i'm gonna try but uh while I'm doing that, talk me through City's defense versus their attack. Do you have any preference? I think we should be um, trying to get both. Yeah, I've got KDB and Foden, which are going to keep, and I'm probably going to bring in a defender, which is Diaz or Cancelo. Um, it depends on like, consistent. Like consistent, like the defense is probably going to be more consistent. Like you expect them to keep, what, one, two, three, maybe four or five clean sheets in the next run of games. So yeah, in terms of consistency, probably to the defense, but in terms of hauling, I mean, you'd want a striker. Like, even if Jesus plays one of those games and he gets a hat-trick, he's going to outscore them, isn't he? So, Yeah. Can you see his screenshot there now? Yep. It's all very zoomed in, but... Okay. Yep. I think it depends what kind of player you are. Like, city defense versus attack. Like, attack is going to be where the, the big calls are. You know, they're the players that you're going to be a captain in. And Captain it. <laughs> we've mentioned those pictures. Like Burnley, Fulham, West Brom at home. Like, you know, Sterling, gotta, KDB, Jesus. That's where it's at. But Stuff the one, the one player I've been so impressed with is Cancelo. Like the last four weeks, um, last four game weeks, he's created eleven chances, best in the league for defenders. One big chance. He's had 14 penalty area touches, which is second for defenders. His XGI is 1.11 first for defenders. And just watching him, Suzuki. he's going to get a haul. He's going to get a haul. Like, City are going to keep the clean sheet. He's going to get the six points. He seems to do quite well on the bonus, even when he doesn't get an attack and return. And he's going to get a goal. He's going to get an assist. He's going to be 15 points before you know it. I, I love the idea of Cancelo after the Spurs game. What price is he? 5.4. What price is Diaz? 5.5. There you go. Decision made. I think Cancelo will offer more attacking potential, but Diaz is more nailed. I think Diaz has a, a chance at a goal on the corner as well. Like Obviously not the same way Cancelo has a chance of an assist, but yeah. also Cancelo could be moved forward if they played five to the back. He could be find himself a bit further up the field. Or like even midfield. Allow me to dissect these two teams that uh, Nuclear Adams has put up. Just Not the whole teams, just Two things that stand out to me. On the right side, where he's gone for Cancelo, he has Vardy up front. On the side where he's gone for De Bruyne, he has Brewster up front. Fine. But like in the Vardy side, he has Sander Berg, who's 5 million for Sheffield United. And it's his fifth midfielder. That's just an absolute waste for me. You need yeah. to get in either a 4.5 million guy. That's obviously a hit play, on the right as well. Yeah. Who you're not going to play. Or get in Thomas Susek if you want to spend 5 million. West Ham have lovely fixtures coming up. Sanderberg, Sheffield United are poor going forward. He does take penalties now, but uh, he? he took and scored, I think, their last one. Lundstrom missed one, and then I think Berg took one after that. Berg's a great player. Like, he's a brutal FPL player, but he's a, he's a great fellow to watch. He's huge. You just want to take an iceberg. Like an iceberg. He just wanders around the pitch, <laughs> and nobody can get the ball off him. It's just Berg's, like... He drifts. He's an iceberg. <laughs> drift. I missed it. Iceberger. And you can only see one third of his actual body, Kirks. He's actually, actually surprisingly, surprisingly like. big. Um, 
Like, there was lads trying to get the ball off and won the games, and I couldn't figure out why, like, they had struggled to get anywhere near him. But you see the, the lower down camera, and they're like nowhere near the ball. Like, just this guy drifting around midfield. He's <laughs> a really good player, though. I do like 75, 80% of uh, Nuclear Adams, both the teams. Like, the, the core of both those teams is quality. Mm. Yeah, I, I was trying to do it without a hit. I think I'm going super conscious about that. Um, like taking a hit to bring in the iceberg is uh, he's not going to give you anything back. So you're relying on Vardy and Cancelo to make up that minus four. I don't know if you need it. I think if he picked his 11 out of what he has there, I don't think he needs that to take that hit. Yeah. And then was it Lamptey? Got a bit second of a player. I can't read that. Chilwell, Kufal, oh, yeah. Walker Peters. Like they, they could play no problem. And then you have De Bruyne in midfield. I think he needs to look at his 11. I think his, his squad is too good. It's too strong, um, yeah. He's gonna have benching headaches, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't need to make a take a hit to have a bench problem. And uh, I think you need a Man City attacker for the the games after Spurs. So you're thinking two subs, bring in Cancelo and, and Jesus. I'm bringing in Cancelo and De Bruyne. Now I don't know that if he works. can afford say, that or if it's gonna work. Yeah, I'd but... say that's a, the problem, money. But this, this team looks good enough to to survive without that hit. That's all I'd be saying. Cool. So we'll move on to the next question. And it comes in from FPL Fairy, a good friend of the show. Thanks for the content as always, man. Respect. Would you prefer Bamford or Watkins to complement DCL and Kane? Right now, Watkins with the fixtures. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, can I go off on a tangent though, Kirks? Because you're not going to be able to stop me. But uh... can't really stop you. You're recording it and you're physically four miles away yeah so when you look at it right so Watkins is 6.1 million Bamford is 6 million there's nothing in it Bamford has 58 points to Watkins 47 points Bamford has seven goals two assists Watkins has six goals one assist um I'm gonna well, Patrick's yeah I'm gonna reel off some stats here now but I, oh. I want to point out something like anyone can look up the stats and anyone can compare the stats. Now, for convenience sake on this pod, maybe some people don't want to do that. That's why they listen to us. That's fair enough. But it's it's not really offering any kind of insight. So for this one, I want to look into the old eye test, Kirks. And I've been so impressed with Bamford for Leeds. Yeah. And I was expecting absolutely nothing from him. He's come in. He leads the line so well. He's a workhorse. But like even in that last game against Palace, like the goal he scored was a lovely finish. The goal that shouldn't have been ruled out was a lovely finish. He scored some unbelievable finishes against uh, who did he score his hat trick against? Um, whoever it was. I just been for someone who's been kind of I don't know described. You, as hold an on. Absolute, you did this. You described him as whatever the hell you want to say. An absolute donkey who misses big chances. <laughs> that, was, that was exactly what you said. I know, but I can change my mind. I've been so impressed. Whereas Watkins, and maybe it all comes down to your expectations. Like I was expecting a lot from Watkins. I I read and heard a lot that at Brentford he was he was unbelievable. And Bamford, you know, I seen him for Leeds a little bit. He missed loads of chances. He's you know, he gets a lot of slagging and maybe you kind of take that into account, but just, he's been so impressive. But uh, like you said, the fixtures are so in favor of Villa. Like Leeds fixtures aren't great, are they? No, I, I wouldn't. If you gave me like, you said it, without fixtures, I think I'd go Bamford because the way he leads the line and he's going to play and I think Leeds are quite an attacking team regardless who they're playing. But um, no, with the fixtures included, I think Watkins has a much easier run of it. 
Yeah. And in fairness to Watkins, he's got no he's got no challenges either off the bench. So like at least the two of them are going to play. And he might be on penalties. Like if he keeps begging for penalties like he did that one time, he might keep getting them. It seems like a really sad way to get penalties, isn't it? And to be fair, he slotted it away nicely. But I just I looked up his penalty record last year and he missed half of the penalties that he took. Oh, why was he allowed to keep taking penalties? I don't I yeah, I don't know, because like he did have like the likes of side Benarama and other ballers at the team. But like Leeds fixtures, they play Arsenal, Everton, Chelsea, West Ham in the next four, then United, like in the next six. It's quite tough. I, I do think they're a bit of a weird team though. I said it earlier on in the season. I, I do think they're a little bit fixture proof. Like yeah. they they're gonna come out against Arsenal, play the Leeds way and beat them four three. Or think- they could or they could lose five one. <laughs> I think they're fixture proof, as in, yeah, they can hammer anyone or get battered by anyone. <laughs> yeah. So maybe avoid the defense. It's probably not worth it. Yeah. But. Whereas Villa play Brighton, West Ham, Newcastle, Wolves, Burnley, West Brom, Crystal Palace. I know it's um, an incredible run of fixtures. I don't trust Villa with them, but incredible run of fixtures. I wasn't really overly enamored with Ollie Watkins. Um, he couldn't buy a goal before the Liverpool hat trick. Couldn't buy a goal after the Liverpool hat trick till he begged for a penalty. He got the penalty and then, in fairness, he took his second goal well against um, Arsenal. Ross Bark, do you see Ross Barkley's assist for his first goal? Uh, I, I can't remember. Unbelievable attackers. Ball diagonal over the, across the box. He volleyed it on his left foot right onto Watkins's body. I <laughs> volleyed can't it off. can't remember if he headed it or tapped it in with his foot, but Barkley was good, so he was. Um. um I think Watkins, by just the fact like like that, he's going to be up there. He's got Barkley, Grealish, um, Targis and Cash kind of putting balls into him. Like he has to get something in those games, even if they lose or win every second one. Like surely he has to get returns in those games. Yeah, but Kirks, we've taken it a little bit further. We've looked into their stats for the last four game weeks. Oh, we did. Um, did we? Yeah. I didn't want to go for the whole season because eight game weeks, like it's in the past. Let's look at the last four game weeks. Um, if you don't mind. So Kirk, so I take these stats from a mix of fantasy football scout, fantasy football hub. And sometimes I sit down in front of the telly with a notepad and pen and write down and Oops. I tick it off. It's like Bamford got a shot in the box X. So uh, yeah, it's a mix of all them. I don't want to get done for copyright or whatever. <laughs> I'm also uh, filling in time while I look this up. But, uh, well, I have it on the page here. Like they're very similar. No, the in the last four game weeks, though, like Watkins's XG is two point four, Bamford's is four point two two, and Watkins took a penalty in that time. So, Joe, his non his XG non penalty is four point two two, whereas Watkins is only one point six one. It's just no. it's going to just back up what we already said, though, and that we probably prefer Bamford without the fixtures but we're still going to go with Watkins because of the fixtures yeah like Watkins has had eight shots in the last four games eight in the box Bamford has had 18 16 in the box he's had seven big chances to four he's just fuck it you know what you're right he's Leeds are, Leeds are going to attack all these teams and spook one of them and they're going to beat like Arsenal 4-0 or something and Bamford's going to get a hat-trick you're right I didn't really give my preference, but yeah, get in Bamford. <laughs> we're going to 180 this, and we're going to go back and say Bamford, fixture proof, get him in. Grant. <laughs> I love that answer now, to be honest. Um, That's what you wanted. Next. You're going to keep talking until we said it, so look. 
I think they're both good options. I think I think the safe option is uh, Watkins, to be honest, based on fixtures and goals and stuff recently. I just think Bamford looks more impressive. And like you said, Leeds could just do anybody. Sorry, or else get smashed by the next four teams. <laughs> just letting the dog in. So yeah, Perry, make your own mind up. We can't. Ha- it didn't help really. We can't hold your hand through the whole season. I shouldn't be holding anybody's hand, regardless. No, you shouldn't. So the next question <laughs> comes in from FPL Drunk Seamus, good friend of the show, rival podcaster. If we could put him out of business in the morning, we would in a heartbeat, as I like to say. <laughs> Take all their listeners. Um, opinions on Everton now that Dina, Shamey. Jamie and Richardson are all back. Is double Everton too much, particularly in attack? Hopefully they come back. They were, they were so good at the start of the season. Like, yeah, they could. I don't know. They looked yeah. like a bit shit the last day and a bit shit the time before, but how much was that down to the players? Like we said it last week, probably their four most important players were missing that game against Newcastle. But uh, it just goes to show that the depth of their squad is just shite, like really shite. Yeah. And like FA Cup, whatever games they have coming up, international breaks. I don't know. Maybe maybe one. I, I'd be happy with one, but I don't know if I'd go for two. Yeah, I think short term you could go for two. I think they have three nice fixtures coming up. But after that, you just won't want to be anywhere near them. Um, when he says double up probably an attack I wouldn't go anywhere near their defence because they've had one clean sheet in eight games and like you can take out James Coleman you can take out uh, Dina what goal but, was uh, that was it was it Fernandez goal they dropped Mina because he's an absolute psychopath and uh, they played Holgate and Keane it's like the two of them never played down a half before the last day they wouldn't have ran off like <laughs> Fernandez runs into the box by himself in between the two centre halves and neither of them saw him you're like yeah. lads anybody they kept- they kept a clean sheet on the first day against Tottenham. But since then, they haven't kept one clean sheet. And I don't really care. Like, Dina is great going forward. He whips in a mean free kick. But, like, clean sheets are your bread and butter. So I wouldn't touch their defence. So that means, are you doubling up on their attack? I think DCL is enough. But, like, they're playing Fulham, Leeds, and Burnley in the next three. If you wanted yeah, I, to I don't get like in. the look of Rodriguez in the last couple of games. I mean, the, the last game. And maybe he's just not fully fit, but he was just completely missing the last was it the Liverpool game and the the last one against United just didn't touch the ball yeah. he's literally got ball. blue balls Kirks yeah one That's ball his one ball no touch of the balls yeah um, yeah so it's hard to say he's a standout but the Fulham leads Burnley are, are three nice fixtures Richarlison and DCL maybe I think it, yeah you take the fact Richarlison is a forward is a problem though no it is, yeah. I would have loved to have him as midfielder again this season because it would have been much easier to fit him in. I find it very um, interesting that the three boys are all in and around the same price now. They've kind of morphed I, towards that almost 70 Almost thought is going to be cheaper. Mm. And he's, he's on penalties. He's, he's, like, he's, he's their best, one of the best players. I'm going to say he's their best player. Uh, yeah, I'll go for it. He's their best player. That must be our tagline, Kirks. He's on penalties. It's like, when in doubt... <laughs> Mention penalties. Yeah, it's a huge thing, especially the first five game weeks. But uh, no, it's the difference between a half million, isn't it? Like Salah versus Mane and oh, Charles versus like uh, J Rod. Cool. So we'll, <laughs> J Rod. So Kirks are back. Let's move on to the next questions. And next, the next questions. 
Mm hmm. Because there's more than one parks, plural. The next one comes in from FPL Uncorked, good friend of the show. With fixture swings and captaincy in mind, which 9 million plus FPL assets are the best for the next few game weeks? Assuming we can only fit in four of them at most. So he's looking for premiums for the next few game weeks with captaincy in mind. We've talked we, about City. Yeah, I, I think that's what I was going to say that. Chelsea, maybe, but City definitely. Um, or what? 9 million? 9 million plus. So anyone above 9 million. So you are talking about your premiums, but you yeah. could have the likes of Werner, you know, lower lower end premiums, I suppose. I don't think we're going to go anyway away from what we've already said. And it's City, so it's De Bruyne, um, Sterling, Jesus, and then Chelsea. I mean, there's so many options below 9 million with Villa players and stuff. Uh, it's Vardy. not what he asked, Kirks. I know. Fardy, Salah, Mane. And maybe even shorter term, United, Fernandez. Yeah, I think it's all the obvious guys, really. The only ones I'd avoid are just the Spurs guys because of the fixtures uh, and the Arsenal guys because they're playing shit. Yeah. Now, I had a, a look at it myself, Karks. But, uh, You're going to say exactly this in a long-winded 40-minute fucking speech. I am, but it's going to show that I care. <laughs> But uh, I had a look at the, I only kind of deal in six game week blocks. So I looked at Liverpool, City, United, Spurs and Chelsea. I ruled out Arsenal because like you said, they're playing terrible until they show themselves to be an FPL team. I think we just have to ignore them, even though yep. they've nice fixtures. Spurs have Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace, Liverpool, Leicester. So Palace and Leicester are their best fixtures in the next six. They have Palace in game week 12. Liverpool play Fulham, so you don't need a Spurs asset there. They play Leicester in game week 14. Liverpool play Palace. City play Southampton. United play Leeds. So we can wipe out Spurs altogether. You said that, but I just went into a little bit more detail. <laughs> um, game week nine, I think ideally you'd want a United asset, a home to West Brom, or if you have a Chelsea guy like Werner or Ziyech even. I, I'd be ready to captain Ziyech even though I don't own him away to Newcastle. I think Chelsea are going to do Newcastle. United should beat West Brom. City and Spurs play each other. We can rule them out. I think everybody has a Liverpool player at this stage, don't they? They either have Salah or Mane. And if you don't want to get in anyone else, I think home to Leicester is fine. Game week 10, Liverpool play Brighton. City play Burnley. Both great captaincy options. United and Chelsea have tough fixtures. Game week 11, Liverpool play Wolves. It's not terrible. It's at Anfield. But then City play Fulham at home. So you're going to want a Fulham guy there. Not a, Fulham, a, a City guy there. And uh, Chelsea are home to Leeds. So yeah, game week nice. 11, City or Chelsea. Game week 12, Liverpool play Fulham. You can't really beat that. So I won't look at anyone else. Game week 13, Liverpool play Tottenham. So get rid of them. City are home to West Brom. You're going to want nice. a City guy. Game week 14, Liverpool are away to Crystal Palace. It's not bad at all. But then City are home to Southampton, United are home to Leeds. So when he's saying we're going to have, you can fit in maybe four plus nine million guys. I think if you have Liverpool, City and United, you're going to be able to find a great captaincy option over those next six game weeks. I think you can actually rule out Chelsea because their two best game weeks are nine and 11. They play Newcastle and Leeds. But United play West Brom in nine and uh, City play Fulham 
in 11. So like yep. you don't need the Chelsea guys. So I think if you had Liverpool, City, United, now you can also swap United for Chelsea because I'm a pessimistic United fan and they're just a bit. Yeah. Whereas I think Chelsea are on the up. But uh, yep. yeah, I think we've covered it there. It's probably exactly what you said, Kirks. But, uh, but at least now people don't think I'm mental. No. And you just fluked it. <laughs> you're, you're either a genius or you fluked it, to be honest. But yeah, you're looking at the likes of Salah. I'd want Sterling or KDB. I'd want I mean, Bruno. We, we have been talking about this stuff for the last two hours. So like, it can't be that much of a fluke that I just said City after we've touched off maybe four or five times. Yeah, Keen. if you want to DM me, I can send you my little graph here that I did up <laughs> especially for you. If you want to DM me, I won't get it. But yeah, um, next six game weeks. My fixer ticker is running out, Kirk, because I did it for the first 10 game weeks and we've only two left, so I had to start making a new one. I just used the one on football fallout. I don't even know how accurate it is, but it'll do. Cool. So we'll move on to the next question. comes in from the best friend of the show, Kirk's. Impress us all. Who is it? Luke Farrell. Yeah. I fucking did it. That was touch and go for a second. He's getting a bit quirky with his questions, but I like them. In previous seasons, I've seen a surge up the rankings with a decent Christmas run. Is a good plan to have an eye on this run of fixtures to rescue the season? Is it too soon for Christmas chat? Yeah, I, it uh, is. <laughs> I, uh, I make a balls Christmas every year, even from my lofty... Uh, top 10k positions i overestimate the christmas run i make a just a fucking hames of it yeah um, but luke it's slightly too early and uh don't be like my sister my sister has put up her fucking christmas tree at the start of november no she sent me a picture the other day of her house christmas uh, tree is up all of the decorations are up how did they even get a tree i think they have an artificial tree oh it's out from the attic yeah so i wasn't hilarious I might do that just to annoy you. It really did bug me. <laughs> Shouldn't like got nothing else to be doing. Fucking this COVID lockdown shit. Let's just have like, Christmas early. Mm. So look, game week fifteen is when we would probably talk about Christmas. Stephen's Day, Boxing Day, as you English people would call it. Um, game week fifteen. So we have what nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I'd get to the next two or three. We're probably going to do a few specials on the festive yeah. period. We're going to look into, you have to use your wildcard by game week 16, but I think in game week 18 and 19, there's going to be, I haven't looked into this too religiously, United games. but there's blanks in 18 and there's doubles in 19. And um, yeah, we can shoot you up the ranks then. So for now, Luke, just concentrate on the next two or three game weeks. Enjoy your rest during the international break. Listen to this pod a few times and, other than that, just switch off from FPL, I think. But uh, he sounds he sounds like a bit of a pro shooting up the rankings at Christmas every year. <laughs> yeah, maybe give me some tips. What's the link to his podcast? <laughs> there you go, Luke. Set up your own podcast. You have two ready-made fans already. I'll um, have questions. We'll definitely have questions. And uh, congratulations on your Six Nations success. I know he's a big rugby fan. But uh, it was on. It was on about a week or it was on Halloween, and uh, France, France bet Ireland to win the Six Nations for England. So swing low, sweet chariots. I, and I have no that. idea. I missed that entire thing. I didn't even know it was on. 
Well, Brilliant. it was Kirk's and then it came back for two weeks after lockdown. So there was about a six month gap in between. So <laughs> the usual bandwagon of everyone jumping on the the egg chasing bandwagon wasn't really a thing. Oh, that was good. Only the real fans, you know, the fans that we deserve it. But look, I think I'm pretty sure we gave him abuse a few years ago when Ireland bet England. So we got to take the knocks as well. Um, okay. So we'll move on to, we're nearly finished. Next question comes in from Colin Ryan. Make transfers now before price rises or wait until after the internationals. I just got to plug in a charger, Kirk, so you answer that there. <laughs> he just fucking pegged it off the video. Go on. Uh, I, uh, I'm i waiting. I, I don't mind an early transfer, uh, especially when you're going to save money, but I've just lost so much money that it doesn't matter anymore. Like, I'm probably onto my second absolute rubbish player to try and make back some cash. So I've given that up, and I'm just going to wait and see what the injuries are like. I have a few, Wilson, Trent, Mitchell, uh, Antonio, I want back fit to see if I can bring him in. So I'm just waiting as long as possible to get an update on the injuries. And Andy is running around in the background. I think he's stuck on a curtain. Kirk, you're a real pro. I trust that you answered that perfectly fine. I answered it. And then I started slagging you for getting caught in a curtain. I keep forgetting to plug in my laptop. And it keeps switching off during every pod. You know, it just goes blank. <laughs> at least once a pod and you're like did you push the wrong button i'm like no died again but uh I just pro caught it on time there and uh right in 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 summary i'm waiting and fuck the prices i've given up i'm the price. same i i don't ever chase price changes and uh even the old if there's going to be a 0.2 swing doesn't really apply to me during an international break so if someone's going up 0.1 and someone's going point down i'll just wait like there's injuries like international squads are just a breeding ground for covid like these lads are just going around licking each other like it's just rampant <laughs> so it is like the amount of lads that come home from international duty with covid is ridiculous. do you reckon it's because they have to like hotel together like you know whatever share rooms whatever maybe not licking each other i don't know but it just seems to be more rampant on the international scene these international players now look colin did i say he was a good friend of the show he is um if it's a case of like it's your dream transfers that you've been building up to and you're going to be priced out of it if you don't do it now, by all means do it. Like you're going to be very unlucky if your player gets injured. You're going to be very unlucky if your player gets COVID. I just prefer to wait. I'd rather have the information than... Yeah, there's the a lot of injuries knocking around as well. Like people picking up uh, muscle injuries, clopping, pep, giving out shit about it. But like, yeah, it's not going to get any better with international teams <laughs> and traveling around. And yeah, I think it's safer to wait. Yeah, I'd rather, and to be honest, I, I've been getting a bit lucky because I've been keeping money in the bank so I can kind of afford to lose 0.1 here and there. In the bank? See, I have no bank. I, I've had plus 1 million in the bank for weeks, Kirks. I'm so jealous. I think my squad is worth about 97 million. Wow. <laughs> right. Oh, I like this Sorry. question, Kirks. We'll move on. Uh, Mo FPL, Mo Problems, good friend of the show. And a, a very personal question here. So is Kirk's uncharacteristically poor start to the season a direct result of Willie's absence from the pod, i.e. was his main subconscious motivation to do well based on putting him in a stronger position to ridicule Willie? Oh, my uh, God. He's gone, he's gone all Freud, Freud. Is it Freudian? Freudian. On your ass? So I think when you break down that question, he's asking, do you want to ride Willie? 
<laughs> I wonder though. Like now that I have to like obviously do more talking on this because there's two of us instead of three of us. I might like making different decisions or something as opposed to listening to Willie ramble on about the XGs in 20 games and like you know I get a euphoria kind of like ah, or what do you call it eureka moment where I just kind of go that's a load of rubbish I'm not doing that I'm going to do the opposite and Maybe. like he was such a bad FPL manager that your default position was to do the opposite of what he was doing <laughs> and the opposite of what he was doing was often optimal and now you don't have that yeah maybe there's something in it because he's also got very um, passive as well. Like, he's just like, oh, good luck. Yeah, you can do that. That's great. Like, it, there's no real bite to him anymore. It's like he's died on the inside a little bit. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it has it contributed. I love, I love the question. I love that he's kind of identified this because it could be true. Yeah, it's like the fans in the stadium argument. Who knows? Possibly. Yeah. I think it shows a great appreciation for the dynamics of our pod. Like I'm, I'm in awe of that question, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe he's not dragging you down though. Maybe it's the opposite for you. Maybe like he was like reaffirming bad decisions with you and the two yous were sinking together and now you're free of them. You're floating away. You're right. Actually, that question doesn't mention me. I don't like it at all. It's similar though. <laughs> Just nobody wants to talk about your uh, success. Not a success, Karks. Like 355k is not a success. Feels like success. Do you know, when you've enjoyed the highs that I've enjoyed, Karks, that's just... How many top 10k finishes? Four. Four top 5k's, Karks. Five top 20s. And I don't like talking about it, though. So let's move on to the next <laughs> question. Um, and it's also from Mossy. So the same, same guy, Karks, because you won't even remember. His name was Colin. Now, Mo FPL, Mo problems. Oh, yeah, that's a good for. Also, is it time to dump Sun and Kane? And if so, for whom? Thanks in advance, etc., etc. So the old sarcastic thanks. But uh, Sun and Kane, just we've mentioned the fixtures. They're dreadful. Yeah, I suppose my only point would be, like, if you're on both of them, you get rid of both of them. Like, it, it reminds me of that time a couple of years ago where I had a Kane and someone and i dumped both of them for two chelsea players thinking deadly i've gotten all the points now i needed off kane and i'm going to switch to uh these to hazard Morata, and i'm going to rake in the points now in chelsea fucking pick up and it turned out chelsea did absolutely nothing and spurs continued and kane continued to rake in the points like is it beyond the realms of possibility that they beat city like they beat united like and kane gets a hat trick like is it if you have both of them, should you get rid of both of them? Like, surely keeping one is isn't a bad shout, just in case they continue. Yeah, um, but when you say just in case they continue, it's not like they've been blitzing the league up to now. Like they've had no, the team hasn't, results. but like I suppose Kane has. But like they played Burnley, Burnley held them at bay for like eighty-five minutes. Son got a header and. You know, the dying embers of the game. West Brom held them at bay. Kane got a header in the last few minutes of the game. It's like they're, it is league winning kind of form. It's like digging these results out of nowhere. Oh, but don't you start with this digging results out shite. No, it is. It's like fucking textbook United back in the day. I don't, they're, they're nowhere near good enough to, at the minute. But it's not like 
they've had a, a run of nice fixtures like Burnley and West Brom. They've blown them all out of the water and now we're deciding to get rid of the assets. Like if that was an audition for keeping or getting rid of your Spurs assets, it just made it so much easier for me to get rid of my two. I'm West trying Brom to be objective game. here, Andy. I don't want Spurs players. I regret bringing in Son. I'd get rid of both of them in a heartbeat. And City are going to smash them. I'm going to captain De Bruyne and it's going to be happy days. <laughs> but I'm trying to be objective. <laughs> so when you look, they're playing City, Chelsea, Arsenal, even Palace away. That's the kind of game they're either going to lose or they're going to sneak 1-0. Then they play Liverpool. Then they play Leicester. I think the only thing you have to worry about, their ownership is huge and you've probably built up value. So you'll probably, you've probably made 0.2, 0.3 million on them. But if you want to get them back, you're going to have to pay another 0.3, 0.4 oh, yeah, that's, million. That's a great point, actually, yeah. Um, but it's not enough for me to... I, I'm, Sun is gone. Uh, it's whether I want to use my two free transfers on two Spurs players. I don't think I want to get rid of both of them in the one week. I, I do personally. I think you are. But when you're giving somebody advice, I just in the back of my mind, it's just like, what if, what if he continues scoring? Like, even if they're playing shit, what if he gets a goal against City? Like, oh. Yeah. Kirks, we're just here, like we said, to talk it through. To hopefully give you some food for thought. I think I'm I think I'm uh, becoming very nervous or something about transfers. It's all your decision. If it goes wrong, fuck the Malkarks. Don't be nervous. No, but my own. Sorry, I don't care about his. Yeah. Can I just <laughs> say one thing? Like it takes it takes a lot to actually go on an FPL pod and give your opinions, give your thoughts, answer questions. <laughs> no, it does because like, right, go on, finish it. When you finished six million last game week rank. No, no, that's not what I'm gonna say. Like it's a, like people would say it's a saturated market, but when you think about it, there's probably 20 FPL pods that people listen to. We may or may not be one of them. We probably aren't. But uh and then you have the armchair people who will ask questions and just say, like, just say we said get rid of Sun and Kane this week, and Kane gets a penalty against City, he gets nine points. Like, what can you do about that? You know, you've given, you've objectively looked at the performances, you've looked at the fixtures. There's better options on paper. There's better value. But like, there's always a possibility that these things go wrong and that anyone can score against anybody. But you've gone on a a podcast and you've given your opinion. That's all you can do, Kirks. Don't be nervous. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Thanks, Doc. You know? Kirks, I appreciate you. I appreciate that you're here <laughs> right now. I, I, okay. But yeah, I feel, anyway. much, I feel much better. I feel much better. I'm just sick of these armchair people, Kirks. I'm sick of people saying Spurs have a premiership title winning form. Andy. Yeah. So anyway, part B of the question, alternatives. So for Sun, I think Grealish is a really enticing, obvious... Um, beautiful option. Okay. He has, Zay- he has the- Zayich, Fernandez, De Bruyne. Yeah, I agree with that for Son. Um, I was going to drool over Grealish, Grealish, Grealish a little bit more, but yeah, there you go. For Kane, you have all the budget forwards. Yeah, and you can swap them for Vardy. Burners. Burner. They all have better fixtures. They're all probably going to post better rates of returns based on the fixtures and based on the performances, I really wouldn't be afraid to get rid of them. They, We've had our fun. They've given us the points <laughs> that we wanted them to give us. Move on. Discard them like a used condom. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh, it's very apt. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't even know where to go from that. I was going <laughs> to... I was kind of trying to bring you back to life. You're just back to life. Wrong. I just ha- I just made an impassioned. Uh, I know it just shouldn't be nervous. It just you've kind of gone off on some sort of psychotic fucking. Go on. Right. The next question. We're nearly there. Comes in from uh, <laughs> Willie. I could tell you that was going to be just from the look on your face. My problem with Willie is... It, I know what this is going to be. Can I just guess? I haven't seen it. It's going to be some enthusiastic question where he offers the answer halfway through it. Yeah, but it doesn't mention, <laughs> will it? Do I do Sun to Bruno or Mitro to DCL this game week? Everton are a different animal with Richie back in action, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> I want to bring in DCL. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny. I was waiting. Like the, the question was grand, and then I was like, and... But Everton looked the best of all these players, and I want to bring in this guy. So, do we bother answering it? Yeah, go for it. Would you captain DCL away to Fulham? I thought Fulham looked a little bit more solid against West Ham. I do um, it as a punt uh, with Richardson back in as well, just as a had a hope for the best. Are they going to be back to the, what they were beforehand? Yeah, but uh, it's not outside shot. It's good. It's not a very woolly move. I don't think he'll if, ever do it. It's not even that it's a woolly move. Like he's talking about bringing in a 60% owned player. But I'm just thinking if you bring in Bruno, he's already made captain. If you bring in DCL, who are you captaining? I'm presuming, presuming Willie has Salah. Um, I'll, I'll just bring up his team very quickly. Yeah, he has Salah. He has Kane. He's Son. He's both the Spurs guys. I didn't talk about transferring one of them out. He has Grealish. You could captain Grealish against Brighton. Um, I suppose. I'd bring in Bruno if I had no other captaincy options, but he does have the likes of Grealish. He has the likes of Salah, and he could, if he wanted to, captain DCL. Um, what do you think? I don't know. Like DCL has great fixtures for the next three games. I find it amazing that he's only blanked in one game this season. Yeah, and he even got the assist last day. I mean, it looks like he wasn't getting anything. Um, I don't know. I thought he'd be looking to get rid of a Kane or Son. He's talking about keeping them on top of Mitrovic, is it? No, he's either getting rid of Son for Bruno or getting rid of Mitrovic for DCL. Oh, I think I'd so go he's keeping Kane either way. I think I'd go Son for Bruno and Captain for, uh, Bruno. <clears throat> yeah, me too. Cool. Uh, we shouldn't. We should stop answering his questions anyway. <laughs> Okay, and the last question, and it's an easy one, comes in from Alan Duggan. He's a defeated man, Kirks. If we were saying you could have been defeated at the start of the show, he's he's gone. I'm sick of FPL. Where did you get the eight degrees? Big fan, but they're not stocked in Tesco anymore. So, Kirks, you don't know because you don't do any of the kind of outside of the pod FPL media, stuff. The media work. Yeah. So I put up a picture every week before the pod of a picture of a beer, a picture of the dog, a picture of me with a moustache, just random stuff. Hey, where so, is your moustache? Uh, I shaved it off. It was for one week only. Um, one week in the, mo- in the month of November and you shaved it off. Yeah. I was sick of looking like either something out of Narcos or a child catcher. So <laughs> one day only. Tom yeah, Selleck's but- love child. Put up a picture of my nice eight degrees. I love these cans. They feel so nice. They look lovely. And the beer is quite nice. Yeah, fruity. But, Where do you uh, get them? Uh, Tes- no, Tesco. Tesco oh, nice. Right. Four for 10 euro, Alan. They mightn't sell them in Mayo, but they're 
they're fully stocked in Tesco Nace. I get, <laughs> I get them every week. And to be honest, they're often quite dusty, the cans. It's like nobody else buys them. They're probably coming in for mail. So, yeah, there you go. So, Kirk, that is all the questions. And a, a nice variety of FPL questions from a nice variety of people. Friends, acquaintances, new people. You're not very soft today, Andy. What do you mean? You're very, uh, all your, love all your friends and appreciate this, appreciate that and all this kind of crap. I listened to our Stephen Say pod yesterday and the first five minutes, all I did was call our listeners idiots. <laughs> I think I, I think I've learned from, now I probably had about t- 10 points of Guinness on Stephen's Day and me before uh, that pod. But uh, I was uh, like, maybe it should be a bit more, you know, appreciative of these guys that ask you questions. Nah, maybe they, they should be appreciative they of, us, of us Kirks. This is our spare around. time. Do you know? All maybe these armchairs. Maybe that's why they stayed to get abuse from you on the podcast. You're right. I hate all these FPL armchair fans who kind of go, oh, your pod is shit. I'm like, well, you do your own pod, buddy. <laughs> that's more like it. See how Fire you get in the belly. It's easy for you to write a tweet to me, but like, come on and use your own voice and thoughts to project it to the world. Yeah, Kirk, you've, you've turned me into a rant now. <laughs> that's better than the other one. The, you're pausing there for 10 seconds staring off into your uh, to your background as a beach <laughs> it's like you're drifting off yeah but sure we'll leave it there that's all the questions um, we've we've talked a lot this could be like two hours easily so we want to wrap it up but it was meant to be a holiday and we did it so fair play do it next week as well oh yeah definitely Is next week we'll be leading into the weekend where there will be FPL so yeah bit easier to do but look bit of a ramble uh i think people switch off during the international break so listeners could be down kirks but we don't do it for listeners we don't do it for money we do it for the ladies <laughs> is there any ladies who listen to this i think according to spotify five percent of our listenership are women which is terrible we need to make this game not game we make, we need to get our podcast out to more women so I think we should do Willie's old idea of topless Twitch. What, me and you? <laughs> yes. It looked like two hairy old women <laughs> making a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, right. Before it goes off on any other kind of tangent, let's leave it there. Um, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. We're the FPL Renegades. Check us out on Twitter. It's the FPL Renegades podcast at Renegades FPL. Um, if you do enjoy it give it a retweet tell people share it it's how we get the podcast out there it's how we uh i don't know about you kirks i think you're different to me you will happily turn up you'll happily turn up you'll record this podcast no you'll do this podcast you'll talk about it you'll drink a few beers talk about football you enjoy the social interaction and if i if it was like a placebo and i hadn't hit record you wouldn't be annoyed with me (laughs) i don't think i know the difference at, yeah, because you don't even listen to it. Whereas I kind of like the idea of growing a product. Um, I like seeing more listeners every week. I like seeing listeners from different countries. Like, it's not the be all and end all, but. Are you getting like, are you like, are you pregnant or something? <laughs> I kind of am, yeah. I just love life. I just want to make some friends and, you know, spread good so word. If you do enjoy it, as I was saying, give it a retweet. Um, it's the best thing you can do for a pod. It gets it out there to more people and it makes me happy and gives me a bigger ego. 
Namaste. So, namaste. <laughs> um, we'll be back next week. So enjoy the international break. Thanks to everybody for listening. See you next week. Good luck and good night. <laughs>